brothers and sisters. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> we are gathered today. No, what do they usually say? We like to welcome you out to the sacrament meeting this morning. Yes. Uh, we have a lot of great speakers on the list today. Um, some important announcements. We got a letter from the general authority in which telling us who to vote for, but not vote. Use your mind. Yeah, use your mind, but also weed is of the devil, so let's not let that become legal. Okay, <laughs> on to Jesus and Joseph Smith. <laughs> We'll start with our opening prayer and, uh, oh no, opening song and prayer given by Sister Katie. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) Oh, by the way, this is Not So Molly Mormon podcast. Welcome, welcome. I'm Sarah. And I'm Katie. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) We'd like to welcome any new members we have in the congregation this morning. Yes. Um, We hope you feel the spirit and feel very welcome. We uh, extend our invite and love to you. We might be like the bishop voice, you know, which is like trying to be as calm and non (laughs) We might be silently (laughs) judging you if you're not wearing exactly what the Mormons wear, but you don't know that. Oh, no, no, no. We welcome you. We yes. welcome you. Welcome. Love welcome, bomb. welcome. What is that song? <laughs> I don't know. I know you've sang it before, and I don't know that one. I think it's a primary song. I'm going to have to Google it, because, you know, I don't have a voice of an angel, so <laughs> I can't just start singing shit off the top of my head. <laughs> but I hear it's always in my head every... I don't know. Guys, I'm useless. It's 11 p.m. here. I'm just useless. Yeah, well, we we got some good stuff to talk about, though, so hopefully it'll perk you up. Ooh, okay, I did find it. Is it obnoxious if I play it? Play it. I just have to. Okay. I think it's this one. No, that's not it. <laughs> one second. One second. Guys, I don't know. I'm gonna shut the fuck up. I don't know what it is. It's maybe, not there. maybe we can it. find it and we can like put it on our Instagram story. Yeah, because I keep seeing all these versions like "Welcome, Welcome, Sabbath Morning." I'm stop. Why am I singing? Why? I don't have the voice of an angel. I need to stop. <laughs> Anywho, um, so yeah, I don't have any updates. Do we have updates? What are our updates? Um. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I think I have I have some listener stories and some mini episodes that I'm going to record soon. So, listeners, if you've sent them in and you haven't seen me read them or post them yet, I'm not ignoring you. Um, <laughs> we've just been, like, slightly busy these past couple of weeks. But I think we're going to have some more time coming up soon, and I will get those out. Um, and we appreciate everyone who writes in, or even if it's just a small DM on Instagram. We read them all, and we love them all. So that's probably all I want to say in the opening announcements. <laughs> in the opening announcements. And I would uh, support you. I'm going to give you a amen, hallelujah, and, like, praise Jesus. Because, <laughs> yeah, these messages that you guys send us are so lovely, and they make our day. And, like, also the shout-outs. We've been getting a lot of shout-outs and shares and people recommending our podcast to friends or like putting it on their personal stories and so that's really cool and we definitely appreciate it and 
appreciate the love and the support. Yes, so thank you. truly thank you. <laughs> we, I am so grateful for this, you know, podcast. You're mostly Thanks grateful for. for the prophet though, right? <laughs> I'm grateful for the prophet <laughs> leading me to this place in my life right now. <laughs> Very grateful. You know, speaking of that, I talked to Katie a bit before about therapy I had today, and you guys did see the story that I posted on Instagram, but it was interesting when he was asking me these questions, he he actually, my therapist asked the question, what made you decide to leave the Mormon religion? And I was like, whoa, okay, let me like, that's going to be a long conversation. And he's like, and he asked the question that I thought was really interesting. He asked if there was a particular moment that completely switched for me or if it was a kind of a process, like a, a feeling that I had for a while or if it was like a particular event that happened or if it was just something that switched overnight. Mm-hmm. I find that really interesting because like, I think it's all of them. I was like, I yeah. think it's all of love. Yeah, for- I can see that for sure. Because, yeah, I'm sure there's like a catalyst moment Yet there's still things that can be culminating and then something that ends up tipping the tipping point, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to start off with our topic for today? Oh, yeah. So today we're talking about... It's a topic that we've kind of touched on briefly, but I feel like there's just so much to keep talking about, and it's really weird, and it kind of goes along with us talking about cults uh, last episode, Yeah. but it's the things that happen in the temple. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. And a lot of it, too, I think is the really interesting part we might focus on more so. I don't know what, but maybe, Um, what happens when people do rituals for dead people in the temple. Uh, oh, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's <laughs> just so nuts. <laughs> it's really, like, I was talking to Katie about this before, too, but, like, we're just trying to decide, like, what topic to discuss for this week. I, I went out with my boy and his friends this weekend, and the, I was, like, telling Katie, I was, like, trying to explain to them because they were asking, like, okay, so you grew up in the Mormon religion, what does that mean? Because these are people who didn't grow up in a religious household at all. Like they, I mean, most, like as I've talked about before, most Europeans, it's very like agnostic or atheist or whatever, like not a lot of um, religion, in, like religious influences. So they're kind of like, whoa, well, first of all, what is Mormonism? And second of all, like, what, like, what, what does that even mean? Like to you and what does that Intel and I also taught the word Levi loving, which is like the <laughs> highlight of my night. <laughs> yes. Because they're like, so before you left the church, like, what could you do as far as like physical stuff? And I was like, oh, let me teach you this beautiful word or phrase called Levi loving. <laughs> like, it's basically a lot of dry humping, which you're not even allowed to do that, but we do it anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> So anyways, and then um, we were talking about the temple, and I was trying to explain to them how, like, I used to wear garments, which was already, like, way over their head. They just were like, <laughs> wait, what? And I was like, okay, that's another thing. And then I was like, yeah, and in temples, like, I went through, like, the highest ceremony other than marriage, 
in the temple and like the fact that I've left and I've talked about it is like the worst thing I could do. Yes. And then they're like, what does that mean? Like what happens in the temple? And I was like, Oh, you know, like it's, it's baptisms and it's like ceremonies and stuff, but it's all for the dead. And that's when their faces just kind of were like blank. Like, wait, what? Like (laughs) baptism, like you do ceremonies for dead people. And I was like, yes. Like you take on their name. So I was like trying to, Listeners, by this point, I was pretty drunk, too. So I'm, like, trying to explain, like, so I would go in and I'd be, like, in the name of blah, blah, blah. And then I would do these, like, endowment sessions and, like, wear these, like, aprons and, like, (laughs) bells and do these secret handshakes. And then they're, like, secret handshakes. And I was telling Katie, I was, like, trying to do the symbols and the handshakes. (laughs) But I couldn't remember a lot of them, so I ended up making, like, making them up like two of them I totally made up I was like I don't know I think it's like this and then it's, like, it's like scissoring but with your hands <laughs> to but, be fair you made it up and I'm like pretty certain that Joseph Smith made them up as well so <laughs> let's be honest you're on his level <laughs> but it's just like so fascinating because when you start talking about like what really happens in the temples and like especially this concept of doing work for the dead. When you start explaining it to people who have no background on like Mormonism or anything, you quickly realize how absurd and just absolutely ridiculous it is Mm -hmm. and how like it's, it's such a cult thing to do. Like, it's really quite creepy when you it think about really, it. It really, really, truly is creepy. That's the word that I, I think of when it comes to mind. Exactly. And just like what I was telling you when, when I was, kind of briefly talking about this with my therapist today too like temple work and stuff like that one of the things I told him was I was like I never ever felt comfortable doing it I didn't like even from the age of 12 doing baptisms for the dead like I just you know people and Katie we just talked about this but people would you know be like oh I felt the spirit so strong and like I'm such a spiritual person and like the temple really like re-energize me and like I feel so ready to like take on the world and blah blah and I'd be like really because I just felt like wet and chafed you know yes. like yes. I didn't feel good at all like I just felt really uncomfortable and just like ready to leave you know and what yeah I, I never felt I, comfortable doing those <laughs> baptisms for the dead either but you're you're pretty much taught that you're supposed to feel like this holy spirit or whatever and so I of course I never said that I didn't feel that because you're made to think that that's what you're supposed to feel you know so I totally get what you're saying yeah yeah like you're and and then if you don't feel it then people would say well then you're just not righteous right right like that's the reason like you didn't prepare well enough for it or like you're not worthy to be there or, or you did it like, wrong or you weren't in the right mindset or yeah. something. It's obviously your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. It's not them. <laughs> yeah. And then especially, so then once I did actually, you know, take out like do the endowment sessions, <clears throat> sorry, that's when it also, I was like, whoa, this is next level, like creepy. And I do not feel comfortable at all. I guess I was trying, I was like waiting for that aha moment. Mm-hmm. The first time I went through the temple and did the endowment session and started wearing garments, I was like, okay, there's got to be like an aha moment where I'm going to be like, oh man, like right. church is true and I feel the spirit so strongly and like, I just know it's true. And I just kept waiting and waiting 
I was like, shit, this is getting weirder and weirder by the second. (laughs) I don't know what to do. And then by the end of it, I was just like, wait, that's it? Like, these are these secrets that I've been told my whole life. And now that I, you know, know them, it's like, it's, it's just really uncomfortable. And you can't believe that it's real. Like, when you sit there and watch these people with these costumes that you have to change into, and then, like, you, it's separated with men on one side and the women on the other, and it's, like, this weird prayer circle, and then you go to the veil with, like, this guy behind it who sticks his hand through this curtain or veil, and you have to hold <laughs> on to it. It just, it's so creepy to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you have to, like, repeat these words, and you have to have them memorized, and I never memorized them. Um, So then, like, the temple worker would have to help me. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, the weirdest things that you were saying, and then you would have to do those weird signs with the creepy little hand popping out through the bed. So creepy. So I I think maybe, um, if you're okay with it, we could start, like, maybe describe what it what actually happens like maybe start with the baptism for the dead for especially for people who don't know um we can kind of describe like what it looks like and how it works and work up to the super weird stuff that you experienced (laughs) because I never did like the endowment stuff um yeah I think that's perfect so because yeah oh sorry what (laughs) I was gonna say I'll let you take it from here then with the baptisms because then I can talk about the endowment yes yeah yeah so for um, listeners, Mormons get baptized at the age of eight, and that's for themselves. They get baptized in a font just in their, like, regular chapel, not in the temple. Um, or if you get baptized when you're converted, you know, so that can be any age. But for doing baptisms for the dead, you have to be age 12 and you have to have a temple recommend which we've talked about in previous episodes where you have the worthiness interviews and then you go to the temple and like we've kind of described before um they give you this really ugly like white isn't it like a jumper kind of thing (laughs) no it is not fashionable It is, like, uh, itchy yeah. and, like, see-through, kind of, and just white, white and weird. Um, it gives you the worst camel toe, because I'm short, yes. and so they would always give me petite, but I was like, bitches, I ain't this short, so, like, I would have, <laughs> I would be rocking a nasty camel toe for the whole time. Like, you know what? So I, I bet I was, too, because I went, I didn't go a lot, but I did go when I was a teenager, because... In, you know, in Utah County, it was like a thing that you would do every week or so with your youth group and you, they would oh just c- bust you out there and you'd, anyway, you'd go as a group. Ugh. So you change and then you go out to this font that has these golden oxen or I don't know if they're always golden, but that's, those are the ones that I saw. There's like 12 oxen that are holding this font up. Um, oh, yeah. and then <laughs> glass, remember? Yes. Yes. And, um, you go down these stairs and there's this old white man waiting for you in the water. The water's oh. like up to his waist and he's wearing all white and <laughs> he kind of takes your, he puts, I think a hand on your back and then 
a hand, you, you put your hand on his arm in front of you, right? Yeah. Yep. And it's like wrist and forearm. Yeah, yeah. And he reads this very ritualistic, the words never change, um, this phrase, basically, that says, um, sister, so if it was Sarah doing it, you'd say like, sister little by the power of Jesus Christ or the power of the priesthood, which I hold, I baptize you for and in behalf of so-and-so. And they put, they enter a name right there and they yeah. say, who is dead? And by the power of the whatever, Holy Ghost, and, and then they... In the name of the... No, oh, yeah, yeah, by the power... Sorry, I keep interrupting you. You're right. <laughs> no, it's, oh, something, yeah. it's something like that. But every single time they say it, it's exactly the same. They just change that person's name who's dead. And, it, and I think it usually comes up on a little screen in front of this guy's face. Yeah. <laughs> like a monitor. And that was another question that someone... Uh, I think it was my boy's friend asked, like, uh, what, how do they get these names? And so that's something that we could talk about in another episode, but the whole idea of temple work and, like, genealogy yeah. is huge in the Mormon They're church. They're super into it. Um, yeah, so they research it, and then they put them on these cards. So you have, like, for the girls, it's pink, and then for the guys, the blue card. And yes. It has, like, oh, I'm so glad you brought that up, too. And so for for women who are dead, it can only be a woman who is baptized by proxy for her. Same with men, um, which it just brought, it, when I was remembering that earlier today, I was like, that really goes to show how <laughs> kind of like transphobic they are. You know, they, oh, yeah. it's, it's like your sex is your sex and your gender is your gender forever. <laughs> yep. Um, yep, yep, yep. So yeah, then and they do that. to the fact that it's like on a pink and a blue car. Right. It's like really. Yeah. Yeah. And, um. The thing that I think is extra weird and culty about this whole situation, even though it's weird in general, is that during that, they'll dunk you and say a different dead person's name like 10 times in a row. Like, it's it's not that you just go in there and do it for one person. They'll do it for like 10 dead people's names that flash up on this screen and then you just (laughs) leave and change and you're supposed to say that that was the super spiritual experience um, and how the Mormons say that it works is these dead people, they're supposedly in the afterlife, in the spirit world, and these dead people weren't Mormon, were never baptized Mormon, and so in the spirit world, they have the opportunity now <laughs> to accept your baptism and to become Mormon, and, you know, then they can go to the celestial kingdom and stuff, um, which always was so bizarre to me, even as a Mormon, because it's like, if God is all-powerful and all-knowing, why couldn't he just do that for you when you get to heaven? Why do humans have know. to do it? <laughs> like, human I, beings have to do it for you after you die. It's so weird. <laughs> it's just so dumb. It's such a flawed system. And then it's also like, it's. I always thought it was so unfair, too, because I'd be like, well, shit, I wish I was born in a time when, like, the true church wasn't on the face of the earth because then I could be drinking, I could be, like, having <laughs> sex, I could be doing all the things and then just get baptized in the afterlife, you right, know? Right, exactly. Like, like, I thought it was so unfair. Yeah. Um, but just one other thing about, like, the baptisms for the dead. So 
like Sarah was saying, people go crazy with researching genealogy and researching names of people that weren't Mormon, and then they go to the temples and baptize for those names. And lots of like famous people have been baptized as Mormons, like um, like Hitler, for example. Shut up. Yeah, Shut up. and like. The one of the popes has been like Gandhi, Genghis Khan, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, just lots. And then there was a whole scandal where they were baptizing Holocaust victims, which, ah, okay. uh, yeah, super disrespectful and crazy. Um, oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I brought that up on Saturday night with all of them, but I was again, I was pretty drunk and I couldn't remember if that was a fact. Or, like, oh, no. I was just pulling that out of my ass. But I was like, yeah, they even, like, did work for, like, Holocaust victims. And their faces were like, what the fuck? Yeah. But I, but then I started questioning it. I was like, wait, is that right? Or is that just something I read? Or, like, in my drunk mind, I think is right. No, that's like, 100% true. And people took a lot of offense to it. Like, as, you know, <laughs> I would, too. Um, yeah. And so they, I, the church said that... I guess it's been in recent years, the church has this policy that members are only supposed to get baptized for the dead for like their own relatives, their own ancestors. Uh, But it still is not, I don't think it's really monitored that well because as recently as 2012, Anne Frank had been baptized for the dead nine times. What? Yeah. It's just crazy. People are insane. <laughs> Hashtag blessed, Anne Frank. <laughs> right? You're going to choose you nine times if you want to be a Mormon. <laughs> oh, um, I bet she's I was just like waiting in heaven being like, oh, God, the Mormons again. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm sick of you guys. You're annoying me. <laughs> and one thing I thought that was interesting that came to mind was how I think this is a big reason why Christians have kind of, they don't think that Mormons are Christian because Christians believe that you're saved by the grace of Jesus Christ and by his sacrifice. Whereas Mormons believe that you need to be baptized and have these temple rituals done for you in order to get into heaven. That's why they're doing all of this temple work. It's more of like a works-based thing rather than the faith and grace. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's interesting as Makes sense to me, like, why Christians don't think that Mormons are real Christians. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And Mm -hmm. also, like, I just feel like it's such a big flaw in this doctrine that, like, you, for you to have to, like, get baptized. Because think about it. There are so many people who existed before the Mormon religion was founded. (laughs) So how in the hell are you supposed to do all that work? before Christ comes, which is apparently going to happen any time now because of, like, <laughs> the corruption of the earth, you know? Yeah. But then it's also, like, what if that one person is, like, forgotten? Or also it's all, like, shitty, like, you know, what if, you know, 19th century, 18th, 17th, they get done, like, this year, and then you got bitches back in AD times or BC that's like, well, I'm going to be stuck in spirit prison or world for, like, another right? 300 400 years like, it makes, I just find it yeah it's so unjust and weird it like, is like the whole thing it it really is unjust bizarre if if God really did care you know if, if that God that they believe in really did care like why would he formulate it this way it makes no sense and also to me 
it's just completely bizarre and almost like comical at this point but <laughs> it's also when you look at it from a fresh set of eyes it's really creepy and disturbing and also like what's the word it's like they're stepping on all these other people's toes too saying like our way is the only way and we have to baptize all of you after you're dead <laughs> so tough. Ooh, oh yeah weird but oh. yeah that's baptism um the baptisms for the dead i did find listeners i was telling sarah about this um if you go on youtube and you search new name noah he has videos of inside the temple and he has he has them of almost every ritual and ceremony i think and i was watching the the one with the baptisms for the dead right before I started talking to Sarah and I was like, I forgot how weird it is. Like it's even oh. weirder when you go and you look and you see it and you're like, oh, what? Oh my God. I kind of just want to get one of those jumpsuits and oh my God, I could go for, for that for Halloween. Oh my gosh. Yes. I bought one of those jumpsuits and also listeners, you have to remember like these jumpsuits too. I just want you to give you a really good visual here. They zip up in the front, and then they have a, um, how would you say, it It gathers at the waist with an elastic little waist thing, Mm -hmm. and then they're completely white and see-through most of the time once it's wet, not in the beginning, and then I would say like 80% of the time, they're entirely too short, so they come up to like above your ankle, and then you have to wear these (laughs) gnarly white socks as well. So, and then the women, if they have long hair, they have to put it up with this old school white scrunchie. So just picture this. This is like an outfit that 12-year-old, like pubescent, awkward adolescents who are already so uncomfortable with their bodies have to wear and then go into a font where it has a glass wall so that people can then sit in pews and watch everyone get dumped. Yeah. So you watch that. And then you walk out, I've talked about this before, but when you get out of the font, everything sucks to your, your parts. Like, yes. your, it goes straight to your asshole, like, your tits, <laughs> like, your camel toe, like, it's, like, immediately. And you're having to, like, waddle to get, like, <laughs> to get out of the font and get a towel from one of the temple workers who's wanting to chat with you. And you're like, bitch, just give me the towel. Like, I'm trying to get in the shower. So, yeah, imagine that. Like, it's so delightful and not scarring or traumatizing at all no, for young, just... like, 12 to 18-year-old kids. Like, yeah. So uh... messed up when you think about it. it. You're controlling even down to her scrunchie what she's wearing. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, just bizarre. And it used to be fingernail polish as well. Not anymore, but used to when I would go as a youth, you had to take off your fingernail polish and your toenail polish. I remember that. Yeah, I remember yep. that. It's so crazy to me. And then, I don't know if you want to talk about this too, but there's baptism, but then there's also confirmation. Oh, yes. So you get confirmed for the dead as well. And that's where they, like, the men, they put their hands on your head and they give you some, this little blessing that supposedly imparts the Holy Ghost onto you, or in this case, onto the dead person. (laughs) Yeah. So the dead person has been baptized and then the Holy Ghost is like, oh, hey there. Welcome. 
And it's like, excuse me, if they're living in the spirit world, I'm pretty sure the Holy Ghost is a spirit by definition. So wouldn't the Holy Ghost just be hanging out with them? Like, <laughs> right? It, I kind of always pictured the Holy Ghost as this like really badass character who really actually is like smoking and drinking the whole time too but then like he comes to you and he's like oh yeah yeah don't do that don't do it it's bad for you you know whatever trust me i've tried yeah 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 that's always how i don't and he wears like you know ray-ban wayfair glasses sunglasses but like a little poof hair that's totally (laughs) how my mind sees the holy ghost well mine is going to forever see that him that way now too (laughs) so thank you Oh, yes. Anyways, listeners, that's what you do, too. You have the you have to do this first session of baptism. Then you go take a hot shower. And this, like, you have to use, like, hand soap for your hair, which is delightful. Mm-hmm. And then you dry off. And then you do confirmations and a new jumpsuit. Oh, my. <laughs> fresh, <And> fresh. <laughs> so fresh, so fresh. With, like, super wet hair. And you just look a hot mess. And then, yeah, you do the confirmations, and it's like, it's so bizarre. It's like these three men who sit on these stools, and you sit down in a chair in front of them, and they, like, put their hands on your head, and one of them's, like, reading, like, the same thing that Katie was saying. It's just, like, a different um, script for the confirmations, but it's like you take on these the same set of ten dead people, their names, and confirm the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's supposed to be a super spiritual moment. Like you're supposed to be like, yeah, on cloud nine with so much spirit, you know. But it's so weird. And like, it's just this these repetitive words that they don't even really mean anything. It's looking back at it. It's like, what a waste of time, you know, Such and a, a, waste lo- of time. a lot of brainwashing too, like making you think that you're actually hanging out, like, with the Holy Spirit. Oh, you know what? Sorry, this is a side note. I just realized, I just saw my old journals Yeah. in the corner of my eye, and I totally forgot I have some. I mean, I have, like, probably 20-plus journals, I would say. Okay, maybe that's an exaggeration, maybe, like, 15. But I only brought, like, five of them here. And so I'm curious. I'll have to, listeners, maybe I'll break them out because I'm sure I have entries from going to the temple yes. where I was like trying to convince myself that I felt the spirit by being like I went to the temple today and I like barely felt the spirit yeah when reality Sarah did not feel the spirit back in the day she was just like well I guess I gotta like write this shit down and make myself look like I'm righteous you and, gotta like, like fake it till you make it as they say <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah I'll have to break them out and see if I have any uh any written journal entries about the temple. Please do. Please do. Um, so yeah, after, so the baptism portion of like the temple, the baptisms for the dead, that's usually teenagers doing that or like, I guess, new converts doing that. Um, and then what Sarah's gonna more describe is like the endowments. And then there's also ceilings for the dead as well, which is like marriages for dead people, which I never did because I was, I didn't get that far, but um, that's when you have, because the endowments are a much higher level of like a ritual and a ceremony than just the baptism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, if you guys listen to our other episodes, which you motherfuckers better have, <laughs> but if you didn't, we talk about one, uh, I think it's called What Happens in the Temple or something like that, Yeah. where I like already go through some of that, but just like, yeah. 
So do you basically, so I'm kind of curious. So do you, is it basically just the exact same thing that you do? So like for listeners, you go through one time and you get your endowments for yourself. But then Sarah, every time you go after that, are you just doing the exact same thing, but you're doing it for a dead person? Yeah. And it's really difficult because with, with baptisms, you don't have to memorize the name or like actually remember the person's name. Like you're supposed to like, yeah try to connect on that level and like really bond with them and like feel the spirit and know that you're doing this work for them. But like, you don't have to memorize it cause it's like 10 names and no one yeah. gets a book. But then with an endowment session, you're supposed to like memorize the name because there's a lot that happens during the session where you have to say the name. Gotcha. So listeners, it's like a two hour ceremony uh, it's really long and you have to remember this person's name and they put a lot of pressure on you to like really, really focus and like every time say the person's name because they would emphasize like these people are like in the room with you right now and they like are waiting to receive these That's covenants. That's so creepy. I know. They'd be like, you know, they're, as you take on their name, they're definitely sitting in the room and like you, you're, you're their eyes and ears and everything. So like, you have to really like focus and pay attention. And y'all know this bitch right here does not (laughs) focus or pay attention. So I would zone out all the time and be like, ah, shit, like focus, 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 focus. Like, um, taking on the name for Allison or whoever, and just have to be like, Allison, 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 Allison. So question, do they just give you the one name? Cause I know you've said, you've told us before that when you go through in the endowment ceremony, they give you your temple name. Yeah. Do they give the dead person a temple name as well? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that they do. Yeah, they'd have to. So I think that they give you, uh, like, because you know, like, when you get a new name in the temple, it's like they just have one name for that day. Yes, yeah, so everyone is, is, yeah, everyone's named the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and I did not know that. And so I was over here thinking I'm all special with Tabitha. I was like, oh, shit, I got Tabitha, <laughs> but pronounced Tabitha. Like, I was like, oh, man, that's pretty tight. And then I found out that, like, literally everyone gets that name that goes through that day. And I was like, oh, Aw, dang really it. <laughs> um, so I think that they do. I, I can't really remember, to be honest, like, if you use your your new name or if they give them a new name. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. So what happens is, so before you do the endowments, and I'm all like, any Mormon listeners who are listening to this, please correct me if I'm wrong. And also, <laughs> great for you for listening. But um, I, I remember, like, you go through, so you get this name and, like, your little card that's, like, the dead person. And then you go through these, like, little curtain things where they're temple workers. And they give you the new name there. And then you okay. have to repeat these words and this, like, ceremony. And then they say, like... And now insert the new name and you say the name there. Okay. Okay. So like the temple workers. And then once you pass through that, you go into the other room, which is where you do the endowment session. And it's like a little theater. It looks like a theater, like a movie theater. Do they still like play, the do, chairs. They, do they still play a movie that's like God and Satan and Jesus? Yeah. So they, so they play a movie, but, uh, so almost every temple other than I think it's Salt Lake, Nauvoo and uh, what's it called? Manti? Oh, yes. No. Uh huh. 
they do the live. Oh, that's right. Uh, like live actors. <laughs> live actors, yeah, which is weird as fuck. So I did one of those in Nauvoo. Uh, it was a live one, and I was like, and also the Salt Lake. And it was so uncomfortable. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my God, you could not pay me enough money to do that. Um, so, yeah, so listeners, it's like this movie that they play, and it's like they have like a surround sound. I mean, sometimes I'd be like, where's my popcorn? <laughs> like, I just want to hang out and watch a movie. So they like, dim the lights, and then this like the stars come on, like the, the ceiling and stuff like that. And it's supposed to represent like obviously the next life, the celestial kingdom or whatever. And then they, you watch this video of like God and see, I'm the worst. And like, they I call don't him, don't they call him like Elohim? Elohim? Elohim. Yeah. And yeah. I never understood it because here's the thing, listeners, they don't, they don't tell you anything about the temple before you go there. You take a temple prep class, but they don't tell you what actually happens or anything. So you have no preparation yeah. or understanding. Like any so, regular person in a congregation, like they never, ever, ever use the name Elohim. Like ever. No. Ever. Ever. Until you go to the temple. Because, yeah, and then you're like, oh, that's weird. Okay, I guess that's God's exactly. name. <laughs> and I had no idea who that was. Like, I was so confused. And it's not like... I can poke the bitch next to me and ask because it's like, you got to be quiet and reverent. But I was like, who's Alahim? Like, who is that? I don't understand what is happening. And then, like, they call Christ. um, Jehovah, right? Jehovah, yeah. So Jehovah. And then then they have, like, the three apostles, which I'm so bad. I don't know. Peter, James, and John, maybe? Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. And they're there, and they're all, like, talking to God, and, <laughs> yeah, they're, like, hanging out, and they're all, like, so celestial. Like, they have this, like, their hair is so white, and they wear these little robes, and they're, like, beaming in the movie, right? <laughs> it's, like, ridiculous. It's, like, the, <laughs> the cheesiest thing ever. And then they talk about how, like, okay, now we're going to put, uh, like, God created the earth, and so then it has this, like, movie of, like, all the creation, so it goes through, like, seeing the animals and like the earth and <laughs> volcanoes and stuff like that like, yeah and then they're like and then we created the garden of eden and then it shows like <laughs> like adam waking up <laughs> no it doesn't <laughs> he's like oh where am i and then it's like oh and then god said like oh he should have a wife and so then he puts him back to sleep so he can take out the rib and you know create the the wife eve so then she wakes up and she's like where am i what's happening wait important question although i already know the answer but i want to ask it anyway are adam and eve white oh of course (laughs) i knew it a hundred percent white god damn it a hundred percent white and uh, Eve always looks like such a dumb bitch. Like, she, <laughs> like, how they portray her is, like, she's so dumb. Like, she's just kind of, like, like, just walking around, like. Where would I be without you, Adam? Oh, look. Yeah, like. There's like, an they, apple. I think I might eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starved. Oh, no. <laughs> what do I do now? Ugh so obnoxious and so then yes then, and then they have lucifer who's my favorite character like he's the best he has this <laughs> badass cape that he like he about. has a cape are you 
Are I, you joking me right now, Sarah Little? You are making my day. I just... <laughs> hey, Lucifer's a magician. He's a magician, and he's like my favorite character. Because I remember every time I watched it, I'd be like, Oh, but this is like my favorite. That's probably not a good sign. But like, entertaining. <laughs> like him and his little cape. And there's like one dramatic scene where he like says something, and then he turns around and he grabs his cape. <laughs> I want, I want new name Noah. I think he has parts of this video on his YouTube channel, but I want to see the whole thing. I want to, I want to oh, laugh you at have this. To. And apparently, like. The original movie that they had, uh, they stopped showing it, like, the basically the first weekend, or the weekend that I went through the temple. Oh. They switched it to the new version, so everyone was like, oh, you should have watched the old version. It was, like, way cheesier and better, and I was like, shit. So I don't think I ever watched the older version. I'm, I'm pretty sure I only ever saw the new one, but apparently the older version, like, Eve was even dumber in it and like totally portrayed as like just not capable of doing anything but like following Adam around and being like oh no what do I do now I ate the forbidden fruit like just a total con you know like and I hated that they always portrayed her that way because it's like ugh yeah so sexist anyways then they do that and then like so then they pause the movie in certain scenes so, like, once they, like, would set the scene of, like, the Garden of Eden, that's when it would pause. And then the little temple worker would say, and now, brethren and sisters, like, please stand and put on your apron. So, then you have to, like, stand up and put on your little green apron to represent when Adam and Eve realized that they were naked. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And like, don't you so have on, like, funny little hats? No, that's the men. The oh, men the men have, have funny little, hats. <laughs> these, like, little, uh, what's it, Pillsbury Doughman? Like, you know that hat that he has on? That's what it looks like. <laughs> oh, I mean, this is funny, but it's also super-duper creepy. Like, if you think it's about it, there's so all these creepy. people, like, moving and standing and chanting in these weird costumes. Yeah, like, but oh. that's what you do, so you put on, and, like, and then you, like, do the apron, and then you sit back down. And then they do the next scene where it's, like, uh, God, like, cast them out of Garden of Eden. And then, like, uh, the three apostles come to the earth, and they teach Adam the signs to, like, tell him, like, you know, Satan or Lucifer is going to come to you and try to, like, get you to tell him the signs and tell him the truth so that he can sell them, like sell it for money or fame or whatever. But <laughs> just like these signs are ways that you know that it's of God and not of Lucifer. And then like you have to like cover up, which is like the veil, like why you put this like robe on and then this veil. So then you have to like, st they pause it again and you like stand up and you put on the veil and well, you put on the robe first, which is like this clear sash thing that you like put over your left shoulder and then it wraps around and you put on your apron and then you have to put on this like other white sash thing that goes around your waist and it has to be tied on the right side. This is so then, bizarre. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to put on your veil and have it tied. And y'all, I would be struggling this whole time. Like, 
my little fingers couldn't tie shit, and I always have my nails done, too, so I'd be like, whoa, like, frantically trying to tie it before, because everyone would be finished, and they're, like, waiting on me to, like, start the movie, and I'd be like, oh, God, I can't do it, I can't do it, like, so the little old temple workers would always have to help me, because I was just, like, such a hot mess, like, anxiety, like, high-strung, like, I can't do this. And then it's even more weird. You have to take off your little slippers and grandma white knee socks that you wear. Like shin socks is what I call them. Uh And then you have to like once you put on the new clothes, then you can put your socks and your slippers back on. What? So you have to take – you can't have them on while you're putting on those other clothes? Yeah, it's like – This is so weird, Sarah. Like it gets weirder every time you tell me about it. Yeah. And then you put on your little green apron at the end, and then you sit back down. And then they start the video again, and then they start talking about, like, how... So, like, Lucifer does try to go to them and, like, teach them new things. And they're like, no, you don't know what the sign is. And Lucifer... And then they're like, be gone, Lucifer, the name of Christ. And then he whips his cape around, and he disappears. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I just, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, oh, this is so, so funny. Good. Oh and then, my gosh. Sorry, just last, sorry. No, just funny. <laughs> I know, it's so ridiculous. And then the last thing is like, uh, then the three apostles go back down to the earth and they try to teach, or not teach, but like test Adam and he asks them for the signs and they give them the signs and like, well done, the you know, God, Allaham or Allaham, whatever they say, <laughs> is proud and you did the right sign. And now you must switch to this. And then they pause it and then you stand up and then you have to take all that shit back off and switch it to the right side. What in the hell? <laughs> yeah. So then you switch it to the right side, then you sit down and then you're finished and then the video closes. What is the purpose of all that? I mean, I think it would be helpful if I actually was righteous and paid attention, but I think there's something, like, symbolic about it, but I don't remember what it is. Do they, like, like, say that all this stuff you're seeing in the video, like, literally historically happened? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Keep going. Correct, Katie. He is the answer. He is the reason Um, for the season, after all. Actually, could you please refer to him as Jehovah? Jehovah be- and Elohim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so then that's when the part that happens where, oh, oh, sorry, so listeners, the other thing, too, so they always have a couple who is, like, supposed to represent Adam and Eve. So it's always, like, a married couple who will come up, and the temple worker will, like, demonstrate all the things with using Adam and Eve. Like, they have to kneel at the altar, which is really creepy. And then the temple worker has them do these rituals, and then we do them. Like, the the rest of the congregation or whatever will do them. And then at the end, they're like, okay, let's have... They have a prayer box, and so then they put all these pieces of paper that people write prayers on, which I was always like, please... Find me a man. So I have him. <laughs> oh. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Elohim. <laughs> Thanks, Jehovah. 
many, many things. Um, and then you put them in like this little prayer thing, this box, and then they put them in the middle of the table. And that's when they do that creepy, creepy, creepy prayer circle oh. where like you have volunteers. And I never did it because I felt so uncomfortable. But like you go up and it's it's got to be boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, and around the circle of the altar. And then you have your left hand on, no, your right hand on the next person to the person to your right on their shoulder. Mm -hmm. And the the circle like links up like that. And then, oh, I just had a burp. Sorry. And then listen, uh, then the listeners, (laughs) you guys are there. Um, (laughs) Then the temple worker he, like, says, okay, now we're going to pray for these people, blah, 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 and now let's do the ritual. And that's when they do that creepy-ass thing where they put their hands in the air. <gasps> and then when you're sitting in the chair, you're supposed to be doing it, too. And it's like, oh, God, please hear the words coming out of my mouth. And yes! And like that, yes. your hands are going down. Oh, it's so like creepy. No, it's so creepy. And they do it multiple times. Oh, God, hear the words coming out of my mouth. Oh God, hear the, and it's like this, it was so creepy and uncomfortable. And then finally the next, like the last step is where like you have all these signs that have been given to you, which is like secret handshakes. And then one by one, you go up to this like curtain that's in the back and it has little holes like cut out. And it just makes me think of what are those things? They're called glory holes, I was right? just going to say, is it so bad that my mind goes to glory holes? Like, that just shows how far <laughs> removed from the temple we are. <laughs> That's got to be the name of this episode, Temples and Glory Holes. <laughs> I'm applauding you. <laughs> That's really basically what it is. Like, a little hand just shoots out instead of a dick, but it's like a hand. And it's like... <laughs> You have to like say that the first time, and then you do the weird little handshake, and then you you step back and you step forward. And the temple worker has this little hammer, and they like tap on this metal bar. And they're like tap tap tap, God, you there? And they're like, we present you so and so, and she's kind of like, what have you come for? Like this is what this creepy man behind the veil asks you, what have you come for? And then you, like, say the second sign or, like, second ritual thing. And then he says, and what is the sign? And you have to, like, do the sign, like, to the hand, like, whatever handshake it is. And they're like, that'll do or whatever the fuck they say. And then you have to do this four times. Like, so there's four signs and it's, like, four times. And then at the end they're like, welcome, child, or, like, welcome, whatever. And you pass through the veil And then you go into this huge, like, super fancy room that's supposed to represent the celestial kingdom. Thank you, tithing money. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's, like, gold-plated everything. There's, like, a huge chandelier that's, like, so extravagant. Like, it's really, really fancy. Every temple has it. And then people just sit there and, like, soak up the spirit. (laughs) I was so fake. I would go and I would sit there and I would just be like... Oh, like how long do I think I have to sit here to look righteous enough? Like, and like I'm in like thought and I feel so spiritual. And so I would like sit there for a good like five minutes and then I'd be like, all right, I'm good enough. Like, I'm gonna go now. I'm like, did my time. 
Yeah, so listeners, these, these things last like two, two and a half hours, and people, like this is so insane to me, some people will do two or three sessions in a row. That's insanity. Like, I barely could survive one session, like, like and it, plus, I, it makes me so sad for those people because it seems like, you know, they're almost kind of numbing themselves, and they've been told that this is a thing that's good and making them supposedly feel like a good person, and instead of maybe developing some other hobbies or interests or relationships, they're, like, numbing it with this cult ritual, right? Exactly, yeah. And it's, it's just, like, so insane to me. Like, uh, I don't even... I, I don't even know. Like, for me, another thing I think that was a good indicator on my part, and I actually talked to my therapist about this today, too, is that I noticed it would trigger anxiety for me. Mm. Like, before I would go into these ceremonies, especially the endowment ones, my anxiety would be off the charts. Like, I would be, like, full-on anxiety attack mode. Like, I would just be, like, freaking out. My heart rate was, un- like, out of control. My throat would get really tight and dry. Aww. And I would just start, like, coughing. And I was just, like, my I couldn't control it. And I would be, and that, that was, like, that would last the entire thing until I was, like, gone and in the dressing room changing out of everything. Oh, wow. Like, I was just so tense and nervous. And, like, my stomach would be a hot mess. I'd be, like... Dear Jehovah, please do not let me shit my pants in the middle of this two-hour ceremony. Yeah, everything's white. Everyone will see. (laughs) Everything is white. I'm going to have to turn my green apron around to cover my doo-doo stained clothes. And I don't think Elohim will approve of that. It's not proper. Yeah. Oh, well, no, that truly is like... Yeah, it's like such a red flag, though, like that you were feeling so anxious and, like, so upset about it all. That really is so telling of what was actually happening. Exactly. And, like, for me, I think it's why it didn't take me as long. Like, I think if I would have gone through the temple, say, maybe five, six years earlier, I think I would have left a lot sooner just because it was actually quite ironic because if you go through the temple, it's supposed to be, like, when you're closest and most righteous and like when you're so far from leaving the church but for me it was kind of when I was like whoa I just this is not sitting right by me and like every time I go I just feel so uncomfortable and like my anxiety is so high and I'm just like really anxious and like everything I'm doing is still not improving like I'm not feeling like this is any better and once I decided like hey I don't want to do this anymore it was like instant like okay, like, relief, you know? Yeah, yeah, Um, that's good. Yeah, so, and I think a lot of people relate to it. They just, they're they're not able to admit it because admitting that is, like, admitting that you're unrighteous. If you say you don't like going to the temple, that's, like, the biggest, (gasps) like, that person's not righteous. It's so hyped up as just this ultimate place of calm and peace and reverence, and you're supposedly, like you said, you're supposed to be so close to God there, so if you're not feeling good while you're there admitting that is yeah kind of the ultimate almost like blasphemous thing to say because they're you're basically admitting that you don't feel what they're telling you you should feel exactly yep right right and you know what was interesting that I didn't really think about much but um just when I was looking around on the internet earlier I saw that they do 
temple ceilings, like marriages for dead people. And I hadn't really thought about that much, but it that also kind of creeped me out. Like, they will take a couple that has died a long time ago and they'll do the weird, like you were saying, the weird marriage ceremony where listeners, they'll like kneel at this altar thing. Uh. And it's just, I watched the snuck video of that too on YouTube and I was it was gross. I was like, this is so weird. That And never in the ceremony one time do they even say the word love, which no, really stuck no. out to me. Um, but yeah, they'll do those by proxy too. And they'll do them, I learned. they can. You can be sealed alive. A living person can be sealed to a dead person in the temple, which I thought was bizarre. What? Like apparently if you're, if there's a couple and like, the woman is Mormon and the man is not Mormon and the husband dies, the woman can go to the temple and have, like, get sealed to him by proxy, like someone else using his name. And then they're supposedly sealed and married in the temple in Mormon Elohim eyes and they can go to the (laughs) celestial kingdom which I was like what the bizarre like why wouldn't God just recognize that they were married and be a nice guy and let them up in there like no you have to go through this weird bizarre ceremony um while you're a human being (laughs) what yeah it's so weird yes it truly is it's it's just like I, I mean I know we say weird so much, but like I, How many synonyms even, can we find for the word weird? <laughs> I just I don't. I don't know how else to say it. I yeah. really don't. Like it's just and I feel like unless you experience it, it's like really difficult for you to fully understand how creepy and weird and cultish it is. Like it's just uh, it makes me like, even just thinking about it and, like, remembering these memories, like, gives me anxiety. Like, I'm just like, ugh, I can't do it. Like, yeah. it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I And don't then that blame feeling you. of shame, like, afterwards, because I would be like, why do I not feel like the spirit? I guess I'm, I'm, I'm like, unrighteous. I'm not good enough. Like, it's something I'm doing that is causing me to not feel the spirit. Because I would just be like, I feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. I have, like, one last question, maybe before we wrap up. Yeah. Um, have you, like, since leaving the church and you've been talking more and more about the temple and about things like that, do you feel more comfortable talking about it now? Because I know when we first recorded our very first episode about the temples, I remember afterwards you felt you still kind of had that fear and you were a little bit, you know, you felt a little slightly uncomfortable about talking about it, but has that gotten better over time? Oh, good question, my therapist. <laughs> hey, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, I do actually. Like when we first recorded that episode, which I think was back in like March maybe, yeah, right? Yeah, I think like, it might even be like episode four or five. Like I don't know for sure, but I know it's one of the real, the early ones. Yeah, like I remember it was very early and I had such anxiety about recording that one. And even after I did it, I left out quite a bit too. You know, I didn't go in as many details as I did this time, I don't yeah. think, anyways. And yeah, no, you um, did. Yeah, and like I afterwards, like Katie and I talked and I felt kind of like in panic mode almost. I felt like, oh shit, because it's it's such importance like you you cannot talk about these things in the mormon religion and and especially like you can't even talk about it 
with a fellow Mormon. The yeah. only time you're allowed to talk about it is within the temple. Yeah, which is listeners like questions. like listeners. I was Mormon like for like a big majority like the majority of my life so far, and I didn't know. I still sorry that was my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I still am learning things. Like I'm just just in this episode, I still learn things because. It's so secretive, even like your closest loved ones, your parents, like your best friends, your brothers and sisters, if they've gone through, they literally are sworn to secrecy. They can't tell you any of this stuff. So it's really super brave for Sarah to be talking about this, uh, like let alone talking about it, but then also on top of that, recording it for a podcast for all of you to hear. And I'm really grateful that you do it, Sarah, because I think it's super important and I think that it's nice to know that it's gotten easier for you because um, I I think that's, you know, probably reassuring for many other people that are feeling that fear and that uncertainty as well, that it does get better. Yeah, and I think, so thank you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> and I, I think it's, yeah, it's 100% because I, back then when we recorded it, I still had a lot of doubts. Like I was, you know, I was fresh from leaving the church. I hadn't, I hadn't even been out of the church for a year at that point. Like it was almost a year basically, but not quite, you know? And uh-huh. so I was kind of like, uh, do I really think that this is not true or is this just a phase? Like, am I going to regret this? Like, and that, those were the doubts that I had was kind of like, what if I decide to come back to the church? I can't because now I've, I've talked about the temple, and not only did I talk about it with you, I recorded a podcast that's to the public. Like, I'm technically, in fact, I'm kind of surprised I haven't been excommunicated already. Like, I don't know if they just don't know about it, but like, because I haven't removed my names from the from the record yet. Oh, I just that's haven't right. gone through that yeah. process. So I'm not sure why. Oh, anyways. Um, and then I think what it took for me to be so comfortable talking about it now is because I genuinely know I don't believe. And yeah. that's kind of like the comfort that I've received is like, it's kind of like, oh yeah, whatever. Like I know I don't believe. So like I'm, I have no problem talking about it. And I see it from such a different point of view of just how silly and absurd it is. And whereas like in the first time we recorded about it, I was still a bit like, Eh, like I just threw away my garments a few months ago like this is still pretty fresh for me yeah yeah you know uh so yeah so yeah I think it just took time and just again like doing this podcast hearing other people's stories and also I mean it's crazy as it sounds but researching and like actually reading shit like (laughs) where we weren't allowed to do that for so long like now I'm just like whoa like okay like this is actually how the world exists and not like this weird made-up shit that I was fed for 28 years yeah you know yeah 100% well cool that (laughs) (laughs) well cool all right, we're well, done. No, because I was holding in a burp. I was like, oh, "No, it's this awkward pause. I can't talk, but I'm holding back a burp too." Y'all, we're human. We have burps and pauses, and do all the awkward things. That's yep. me. Um, yeah, so that was a really interesting topic, and I feel like there's still so much more you can go into in this, and, like, if, if listeners, if you find this interesting, whether you grew up Mormon or not, like, I'm happy to go, because, again, like, we barely, in my opinion, like, this is 
this could be a topic that you could talk about in multiple episodes, you yeah. know, because there's so much shit in it. So yeah. much. We could dive deep for sure. Deep dive into that glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> glory hole diving. <laughs> oh my gosh, so good. Well, thank you, listeners. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, and you know, we'll have our closing prayer now, given by me, <laughs> Sister Little. Sister and the name Little. Of Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm not going to. But yeah, thanks for listening <laughs> and for <laughs> all the support and love. Um, we greatly appreciate it. And for those who don't love us, um, I don't really care. Yeah. That. And bye-bye. <laughs> and bye-bye. Go fuck yourself. Goodbye. <laughs> but okay. everyone else, we love you. We love you. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.